Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Hey, hey, happy, happy day to you kicking lifers out there. How's how's things going? How's the world treating you? Hopefully fantastic. Man, I, I got to share something with you. We are closing in on the 100th episode, folks, coming up. I can't believe it. And those that have been around since day one, thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart. I truly appreciate it. You know, I enjoy to talk. I enjoy talking. love talking. So that's not a big deal for me. I'm just glad I have a platform. But without the followers, without the listeners, without the subscribers, without you sharing, giving the feedback, the comments, the five-star reviews, all that beautiful stuff, the show probably still wouldn't be going on. I mean, I'd still be talking somewhere, but I am so very grateful. And for our new folks out there, our new friends, get ready. Buckle up, as it says in the intro there. This is Master Grogan. Your kicking life guru, I'm coming at you, baby, to help inspire and motivate and empower you to live your best kick in life. So as always, if you haven't checked out previous episodes, get up on it and make sure you subscribe, make sure you share this with friends, let them know about it, because the whole message is about empowering people to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering each and every one of us to become our personal best to believe in ourselves, to stand out in the crowd with exceptional manners, discipline, and respect, and live a life of honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. And that's how we're going to do it, folks. Great stuff. So what we're going to do, just kind of a sneak peek coming up oh, for the 100th uh, episode, the 100th show, I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the previous 99 shows <laughs> and pick out little segments and just kind of have a, a compilation uh, episode there. Just a compilation with uh, the greatest hits, if you will, the greatest right hooks of reality, the greatest guests, the greatest comments, just thrown all together, kind of a potluck there. And that will air. Uh, well, this is what episode is this one? This is number 99. Oh my gosh. 99th. And the next one will be the 100th. Lots of good stuff. So the last two weekends, I've been traveling a little bit. I had a chance to go to Salt Lake City, uh, Utah last weekend and was surrounded by just some of my favorite authors and speakers and motivators and success stories. Oh, my gosh. Some of the folks, uh, Lewis Howes was there. He's got the book, The Mask of Masculinity. So a special shout-out to Lewis. Uh, I got a, uh, I did a video interview with him, which I haven't aired yet, but I will on my uh, Facebook page. So if you're not a subscriber to Kicking Life with Master Grogan, the Facebook page, and also our Instagram account is really growing by leaps and bounds, thanks to you folks once again. And that's the uh, same thing, Kicking Life with Master Grogan. So check the Instagram page out. And I, I got a lot of insight on how to, uh, I guess, add more content and do like live videos on Instagram and your story on Instagram. All this stuff was foreign to me, but I'm continuing to learn so I can, you know, throw the, uh, the content out and all the different social media channels to impact as many people as we can. But uh, it was great talking to Lewis. Had a chance to talk to Tom Blayu. He's got a, um, I guess, a, a YouTube channel and a talk show called Impact Theory. Once again, motivation, inspiration, right hooks of reality, just inspiring people to be their best. Uh, who else did I talk to? <clears throat> oh, Jay Shetty. He's got a great YouTube channel. Once again, same thing. And Jay Shetty was actually a monk for three years, and uh, which is fantastic because he brings a lot of that to uh, to his conferences and his speeches and his uh, videos as well, just a different way of looking at things. And then became, oh, met uh, on day one, I, I didn't know who this gentleman was, but we kind of connected right off the bat, and we, we spoke the whole doggone weekend, and that's Henry Amar. What a fantastic young man. Holy smokes. He has done some incredible stuff. I've got a video with him as well, which I'll post on the uh, the YouTube channel and the Facebook channels and all those channels so you can see that video as well. And Mel Robbins, my girl Mel. Mel, I love you. Special shout out to you. She is such a rock star. She's got um, her book. She's got a couple of books, but uh, the most popular one is the five-second rule. And the whole part of the five-second rule is you kind of count backwards in your mind, almost like a spaceship or a rocket ship taking off, right? Five, four, three, two, one, blast off. And her idea on that is, she says the brain has the, um, well, you know, and the brain's designed for basically one purpose, keeping us safe. And you've heard me talk about this on previous shows. 
And uh, I'll spend a little time talking about it, but then I'm going to get to the point. But the brain, kind of thinking back to prehistoric times and the caveman times, you know, if you go out in the, in the wild, in the jungle there, you got to be careful because there could be a saber-toothed tiger lurking around the corner there, hiding in the bush, ready to jump out and get you. So the, the old saying is, it's better to check 100 times behind that bush, even though 99 times you checked, there was nothing there, than not check that 100th and there'll be a saber-toothed tiger there to eat you. Now, I know I'm getting a little silly, but I'm, my point is, the brain's main function is keeping you safe. So in, anytime you try and venture outside your comfort zone, now, we don't have to worry about saber-toothed tigers jumping out and getting us anymore. However, as adults or even teenagers, I have a lot of teenage followers as well, once we get in that comfort zone, we start to get complacent. And our mind says, hey, I'm okay with this. This is all right. You're not making me work any harder. You're not stressing me out any. Because, of course, when you move outside your comfort zone, you get a little stressed. You get a little worried. A little cortisol pumps through your veins there, and you start getting nervous. Your brain doesn't like that. So your brain's going to do everything it can to keep you safe, to keep you from moving out of that comfort zone. Why? It, it's kind of a basic thing. The brain is, is okay, kind of like you, you know the devil within because you've lived with that devil. The devil without, you're going out there in the world with fear, doubt. You don't know what's going on out there. The brain's not okay with that. It's saying, hey, I'm just going to be what I do. And, and one of the speakers at the show here, his name was Bo Lotto, a, a neuros, uh uh, neuroscientist. And this guy was, oh my gosh, I, I it, it was pretty awesome. He talked about some different things and showed some different videos and some slides and all kinds of stuff that really challenge our perception, the way we see things. But his whole thing, he said this, he said, your brain is extremely lazy. And I'm like, wow, I've never heard that before. Your brain is extremely lazy. And he went on to explain it. And it's everything I'm talking about right now with your comfort zone. It's happy just keeping you in your comfort zone. It's happy just keeping you safe. It's happy just being, you know what, let's not take any chances. Let's not take any risks. Let's just play it this way. But as we all know, and especially the listeners of the show here, you know all about stretching yourself, getting out of that comfort zone, living your best possible life, living your best kick in life, utilizing the gifts that God has given you, your unique gifts. You know, you're one in 7.6 billion people on this planet. Utilize those that one, that gift that you are. Now, is it easy? Of course, it's not easy. It's easy for me to stand here and say it. It's easy, but it's not. And the reason things, and Jim Rome says this, and I know I'm bouncing all over the place here, but I'm trying to give you little bitty flavors of a lot of different uh, thoughts that pile into one here. He says, the reason, if they, a lot of people say, well, it's so doggone easy, why don't more people do it? That's a great point. Why don't more people do it? Well, here's the answer. Because when something's so easy to do, it's also so easy not to do. I mean, think about it. We've all probably bought a piece of exercise equipment, and it's easy just to stop, take 10 minutes, get on that uh, exercise equipment, that stationary bike, that uh, recumbent bike, the elliptical, the treadmill, whatever exercise piece of equipment you have there, just to get on it, ride it for 10 minutes. However, it's also just as easy or maybe even easier to walk on by and throw, throw a shirt on there, you know. Throw your pants on there from the night before. And before you know it, your exercise equipment becomes what? A clothes rack. Yeah. And, you know, I'm guilty of doing that in the past. And uh, just the other day, I, <laughs> I say that now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and there's a couple of shirts hanging from our elliptical. Now, we've got a membership at the gym. That doesn't mean that our elliptical machine should turn into uh, a clothes rack or a clothes hanger there. But it, it happens. But that's, that's the point. It's easy to do. It's easy to say. But it's just as easy not to do. And then it's just as easy to come up with the excuse, why not? Well, man, I'd have to get all the doggone clothes off there, and that would take forever. And, you know, I really don't have 10 minutes, and truth is, we do. We all got 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. It's how we spend that time. And a lot of times, and, you know, uh, I guess I'm going off on another tangent here, but regular listeners, you know that's how I am. Bing, bang, boom, all over the place. But my whole point is <laughs> kind of circling around to helping you maximize your time, to helping you get the best out of life, to help you live your best kick in life. But uh, I got a new phone. I, I hadn't had a new phone in who knows how many years. So I, I jumped up and got that iPhone XS Plus thingamajanger. It's the new one. And it's got a... Um, uh, uh, like a, what do you call it, a timer thing set on there for social media. So I set my Instagram and my Facebook for 20-minute limits per day. Now, if you think, you're like, man, there's no way in heck I spend 20 minutes on that. 
Well, I thought 20 minutes was a long time too. It seemed like I was on uh, Facebook the other day for, I mean, a minute, and I'm getting a 20-minute warning. <laughs> hey, you're out of time, man. Now, you can, of course, ignore it and extend the warning there, but it gives you a data readout. You can go to it and see how many minutes you spend on each of your apps throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. I haven't had it for a month yet, but um, did a week thing, and when I first got the phone, it, it um, the data memory, I guess, was already in there, and it showed... In two days, I'd spent five hours on Facebook, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Now, if someone would have said that, that I did, I, I, I said, no, no, I didn't spend that much time. Wow, it just ticks on by. And you think about that, what really, what good are you getting out of that? Now, there are some good things on there, but I'm kind of slowly but surely migrating over to Instagram because it's mostly just pictures. You don't have a lot of political nonsense. You don't have a lot of people... Uh, being rude and hateful and mean because it's mostly just pictures. And that's why I was told that's how Facebook first was kind of, that was the idea behind it, but somehow it kind of drifted off the path there. So anyway, back to my original point, uh, we've all got 10 minutes. We cut back 10 minutes on Facebook. We could always jump on that bike or exercise or walk around the block or whatever we need to do. As Tony Robbins says, if we don't have 10 minutes, folks, we don't have a life. Man, think about that. You're right. That's what time is the number one. And I've used that excuse, and that's what it is. It's an excuse more times than just about anybody. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Did I really say those things? The answer is yes. And that's why I'm openly sharing those, uh, I guess, my, uh, they're not failures, but my learning experiences with you folks. I'm being vulnerable here. I'm opening up saying, hey, I've done it. And it's not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying if you want a little bit more out of life, Utilize your time a little bit better. Spend that time with the kids. Spend that time with the family. Spend that time on reading, doing research. Of course, you're spending time great now listening to this podcast, right? Yeah, baby. (laughs) Okay, back to Mel. Anyway, her thing was and about the mind shutting an idea down in less than five seconds. It's almost like, and she uses all kinds of great examples. Great example is you'll have an idea pop in your head. Maybe it's an idea to bring up at a meeting at work. Uh, maybe it's an idea to to raise your hand at work. To, to I've got a suggestion. I've got a comment. And right before you do it, the mind's going to start that countdown. She says the five-second rule, and that doesn't have anything to do with dropping something on the floor. You pick it up and eat it in five seconds. It's all about uh, gaining control of the mind within five seconds. So she says it's, you got an idea. You go to raise your hand. You go to talk out at the meeting. And then five, four, three, two, one. And if you don't do it within five seconds, the brain kills the idea. It starts pumping your mind full of fear. Like, oh, if you say that, oh, what if you say it wrong? What if you stumble over your words? What if it doesn't make any sense? What if nobody understands it? What if nobody likes it? And you start going through that process. So what do you do? You're all inspired. You're all motivated. And suddenly, you know what? What, what the heck was I thinking? I'm not going to do that. Kills it. Well, her philosophy is you say, five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Put that hand up. Ask that question. Be assertive. Put yourself out there. Now, of course, by doing that, your brain's saying, hey, wait a minute, dude. What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? You're, you're in uncharted waters here. However, the more you do that, the more your comfort zone grows. The more you put yourself out there. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's fearful. But by overcoming those fears, by battling through that adversity, battling through those challenges, overcoming that stress and that worry, you're widening your comfort zone. And why is that important? Simply because if you think your comfort zone, visualize this in your mind, folks. Draw a small circle. And if you're driving, please don't do this. You can visualize it in your mind, though. Draw a small circle in a piece of paper. And that circle, that's your comfort zone. So everything goes on inside that zone. Now, that, that's comfortable. That's why it's called a comfort zone. But in order to expand, to grow, to get the most out of life, to live your best kick in life, to utilize all the gifts God's given you, you got to expand outside that comfort zone. Now, I often talk about the movie. My kids love it. It's called uh, The Croods. It was a movie, I guess, about five years ago now. But it's a, it's a cartoon Disney movie. Or it might be Pixel, Pixar. Anyway, it's like a cartoon animated movie. And uh, it, it's about the last remaining cavemen, cavewomen, cave family, I guess, The Croods, on the planet. And uh, they've got a daughter who's extremely adventurous. She likes to go out and she likes to roam and she likes to be out at night and look at the stars. But her dad's like, hey, uh uh-uh. 
we can't be doing this. Why? And he draws an actual painting kind of on the caveman walls there about we're the only last remaining species or human species because all the others got outside their comfort zone. They expanded. They were out at night and they got eaten. They went out over here and they got killed. He said, so we can't be doing that. And he would like uh, put an X through them or squash them like they'd been eliminated and they're the only ones left. So they lived their life kind of in the cave. That was it. They'd go out during the day, try and grab something to eat, then immediately back in the cave. Well, she was an adventurous uh, little whippersnapper, if you will. She wanted to be out there enjoying life. And uh, as the movie goes along, they start expanding out. They start getting out a little bit more and doing more, but there's still that fear. So when I hear about the comfort zone, I always think of that movie, and that's an example I give. So if you haven't seen that movie, you, know, you probably you maybe have a little idea what I'm talking about, but if you have seen it, you can definitely relate to what I mean with the comfort zone. So anyway, back to our little circle in the middle of our comfort zone or in a paper. That's our comfort zone. So anytime we stretch outside that comfort zone and continue to do it, we're wide in that comfort zone, which means we're getting more out of life. We're not just kind of locked in a little prison cell. That small little circle is a prison cell. Now, I'm not here to try and change you in any way, shape, or form. If you're happy, if you're content, if you love where you're at right now, man, God bless you. Thank you, and please share your thoughts and feelings with me and the, and the rest of the listenership and start your own podcast and old blog and talk about it, really. But I know a good majority of people want a little bit more out of life because there's so much more out there, but you have to overcome that fear. So anyway, Mel got a huge shout out there because it's all about her book. Definitely check that thing out, The Five Second Rule. So what I want to talk about in today's podcast was share, and I just shared a big part of that uh, from the Salt Lake City, Utah conference. It was called the Powerful You Conference, stands for Powerful University, kind of almost a university of, uh, of learning because you got some of the best speakers and authors and entrepreneurs and I don't say radical thinkers because that's, that's, that's a stretch, but just thinkers that help expand that mindset, expand that comfort zone, and they were all together in one place and Folks, I tell you, it was fan, fan, fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to the one they're going to have next year. Uh, long days, but I loved it. Uh, I got there about 7.45 a.m., and the first night, I think I left about 11.30 p.m., and the next day, 7.45 again, and I get there early because I always like to be right dead in the front row, front row center, baby. That's just me. <laughs> Others say, man, I'd never sleep, but nah, I want to be there. That way I can kind of see the uh, speakers and then uh, engage with them and then chat with them afterwards. That's, that's what I enjoy doing. But the next day it was 7.45 to uh, midnight, uh, which 7.45 a.m. till, I guess that's 12 a.m., isn't it? And then I, uh, that was fantastic. And then I flew out the next morning, got home, great to see my family, and it was good, good, good. But like I said, I'm excited about going back. So a couple of the points I wanted to share, and I took, I don't know, I got like a note binder here, and I think I've got, oh my gosh, this is how Looney Tunes I am, guys. But I do as much research as I possibly can so I can bring you the best content simply because I know how valuable time is. I mean, your time is the most sacred thing on the planet. And the fact that you spend time with me means the world to me. So I'm going to spend as much time as I can doing research, going to these conferences, reading books, so I can bring you the best content. Why? Because your time's valuable. And I want to honor that time by giving you my very best. And... I truly, my gift, my, my passion is to give you the gift of the knowledge I've obtained to help you live your best kick in life. And then, of course, in return, I hope you share this with somebody else so you can give them a gift. And what happens? They give somebody else a gift. And then they give somebody else a gift. Now, why is that important? Well, you don't have to look any further than we talked about earlier with social media and Facebook and the news media. I mean, I and folks that listen to me a lot, you know, turn off the news. Turn off constantly negative network. Turn that yuck off, and that's kind of what I call CNN because I don't think there's anything positive that ever comes out of that station or many of the other stations. It's all about fear. It's all about inflicting fear in your mind. Why? Why? Because think about it. If they say, oh, my gosh, the, the, the Russians are going to nuke us, the North Koreans are going to nuke us, turn in next week for the, or turn in tomorrow, right? <laughs> well, you're on the edge of your seat. You're like, I got to find out. Is this really true? Is this really true? So they kind of tease you and bait you and move you along here. Why? Fear drives people to want to find out more because you're scared. Is this really going to happen? The media knows that. They don't care about you. I'm saying it. I'm going out on a limb. I'm throwing a right hook of reality at you, baby. They do not care. 
to the point where I don't know if anybody's ever telling the truth anymore. So I just don't watch the nonsense because it doesn't do any good. When you're in a constant fear state, constant fear state, do you feel good about yourself? Are you happy? Are you trusting of people? No. You're worried about, man, is this person going to take advantage of me? Is this person going to do this? Is this person evil? Did this person vote for this guy? I don't like that person. This person does. Why? That's no way to live life, folks. It's not. You know, I had a mentor once tell me that if you really stopped and thought, but first you would have to do like a, a brain dump and do a total reboot of your brain to flush all that toxicity out to have an open mind. He said, if you're able to do that, and, and I mean, it's not as hard as it sounds, but you would have to turn off the news for a while, and you focused and simply wrote down all the good things that are going on in your life, you would find that anywhere from probably 95, 97, 98% of your life is pretty gosh darn good, especially if you live in the United States of America. Now, I'm a realist. We've got problems. But considering all the third world countries and, you know, people living in impoverished nations and countries and living in cardboard shacks and starving and hungry and, you know, not only fighting for their next meal, but fighting for every breath of their life, you stop and think, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you've probably got an iPhone or a Samsung or some kind of mobile device. You've got a computer, if you're listening to it there, you've probably got a house that's warm, it's insulated. You probably got running water. You probably got food. You probably have clothes. You probably have an automobile. You probably have a job. It's not that bad, considering if you look at some of these impoverished countries. But unfortunately, the news, I really didn't mean to go off on the kick on the news here, but while I'm on it, baby, I'm throwing it at you. They'd make you think that 97% of your life is absolutely horrible. Why? And some of you might be saying, well, they're not doing that. They're good people on the news. Well, I, they may be good people, but their their intentions are not good. And I don't know, maybe they lost their moral values along the way. I don't know what happened. I'm not here, and I shouldn't be here uh, judging people. I'm trying to get better than that. But I'm just telling you from experience there. If you listen to the news all the time, you're going to think your, your life is horrible. And when you think your life is horrible, you don't feel good, you don't trust people, you don't extend love, kindness, and courtesy. You're not nice to people. You're rude, you're upset, you're angry, you're in a panic mess, you're always rushing here, rushing there because your body's all stressed out, you got digestive problems, you don't feel well, you're sick a lot. Now, does the news really want to do that to you? I don't think the, the, what do you call them, news broadcasters have that intention of making you feel horrible, but they value money over they value you. And the way they get money is by the more times you watch their news feeds and the more advertising dollars they get. So turn that stuff off. Live your best kick in life. Listen to podcasts. Listen to motivational speakers. Listen to some inspirational stuff on YouTube. I listen to a lot of, uh, I usually start every day with something inspiring on, uh, on, on a YouTube channel. And to be honest, I've been listening to a heck of a lot of Joe Osteen lately. Man, I, I really, really like that guy. Now I know some people say, oh, well, he, he's not a good person because he's wealthy. You know what? Who are you to judge? I'm, and once again, I, I sometimes do that. I'm trying to get better at it. All I know is that man praises God every single day. That man delivers a heck of a message every day. And if you look into it, that man gives more to charity than probably any, I would say, any thousands of people that you group together combined. So he does that. Now, whether he's doing it for the right reasons, I don't know. But all I know is his stories are impactful, his stories are there, and his stories make me want to read the Bible more. His stories make me want to be a better person. His stories make me want to be nicer, to be kinder, to smile more, to offer more love, especially to people that need it. And that was a little video I did yesterday. It was, it was real simple. It said, be kind, be nice, and show some love to someone, especially someone who needs it. And we all need love. I know you th a lot of people think, well, man, he's a, he, he, he doesn't have a heart. This guy doesn't have a heart, or this girl doesn't have this, or she's a total this. Now, maybe they are. I don't know. But for the fact, or the sake is, love them because God says we're supposed to. Also, because it makes you feel better about yourself. And that brings up, uh, I've got this later in my notes, but since I'm talking about it, I'll bring it out now. One of the speakers said, uh, I think it was Jay Shetty. Oh, you know what? I'm going to find it here. There it is, in the notes. He said, <laughs> now I want you to think about this, folks. When you give someone a piece of your mind, you're actually losing your peace of mind. 
I'll say it again. I'll, I'll phrase it a little differently. When you give someone a piece of your mind, you know, a piece of your mind is like, yeah, I sure told him. I sure told her. That's the last time they're going to talk to me this way. And I gave them all I've got and they'll think twice and da, 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 da. And I've done it. We've all done it. Now, at first, you got that little temporary high, man. You're feeling pretty good, right? Your ego's taking over. Your machonism, you, especially as guys, we've got to be macho. And ladies, you're like, yeah, they'll never talk to me like that. And I get it. You gave them a piece of your mind. You put them in place, baby. You set them straight. And you're feeling all high and mighty. Yeah. That cortisol, that adrenaline's kicking in, baby. You're wanting to dance. You want to fight here. Come on. But what have you done in the process? You've given up your peace of mind. Now think about that. You've given up your peace of mind. So no longer are you at peace. And just like I said before, if we're in a constant state of anger, constant state of just adrenaline and cortisol, and cortisol is your stress hormone pumping through your body, pumping through your veins, it causes that fight or flight. It comes from part of your brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala, its one and only job is when there's fear, that baby goes into hyperdrive. It shoots up and it says, man, I better pump some cortisol in there. Now, here's what cortisol does. Getting a little scientific on you. Cortisol, it goes into fight or flight mode. It supercharges the body. So when it's pumping through your veins, it gives you that superhuman strength. You get all uh, tensed up. That adrenaline gets pumping. You're all hyped up. You start sweating. But what else it does is it shuts off the majority of your your your, um, your organs, no, not organs, I'm sorry, functions of your body, which affect the organs. In other words, when you got that cortisol pumping and you're all hyped up fight or flight, your digestive system shuts down. So essentially your stomach muscles, your stomach stops working. Yeah. And then it also shuts down your immune system. So your immune system says, hey, I can't be working right now because the body needs every bit of all the energy it can't have because I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm going to have to defend myself. And this is kind of from the prehistoric part of the brain, way back when, when once again, the saber-toothed tiger is going to jump out of the woods, out the bushes and eat you. So you've got to have everything. So you may have to run for your life. You may have to lift a car up. You may have to, who knows what you got to do, but all the main functioning uh, functions of the body stop because all the energy is now on fight or flight. So yeah, that's good. You don't want... Uh, systems working that don't need to be working when you're trying to save your life. The bad thing is so many people live. Now, well, let me back up. Cortisol is meant to for that quick fight or flight, and it's meant to be flushed out of your system. Now, you think about it. If you've had an unpleasant exchange with somebody, you gave them a piece of your mind, and you're all jacked up, you're all hyped up, you're ready to go, the body's shaking. So when it's done, that cortisol needs flushed out. And the only way to flush it out is through movement. You've got to move in order to flush it out. And then you've got to try and flush it out of your mind by relaxing and calming down. And what usually happens, you start getting the shakes, right? You start shaking. You start, <laughs> you're in that mode. Well, unfortunately, most people aren't able because they live in such a constant state of stress, constant state of fear, constant state of anger, that that cortisol never flushes completely out. And as I said, your body your digestive system shuts down. Your immune system shuts down so you can have that extra energy. You can have that extra power. That's why you get the shakes. Well, now think about this. If your digestive system isn't working properly, what happens? Yeah, you get all backed up. You get a stomach ache. You get constipated. You don't feel good. And then your immune system has shut down as well because, once again, you need all that energy focused on fight or flight, defending yourself, getting that last word in, giving that person a piece of your mind. Your immune system shuts down. And just think about that, folks. If your immune system shut down for too long, especially during cold and flu season, especially during allergy season, especially during any season, <laughs> your immune system is shut down, what happens? Yes, you get sick easier. You get sick, you get backed up, your digestive tract isn't working right, you don't feel good, you put on extra weight because you're, you're backed up, but now you're hungry. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So you think, man, cortisol is horrible. And you may say, wait a minute, dude. Earlier you said about having that cortisol when you get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, to stretch yourself to get better. And that's a little stressful. But you're in the end all, when you get out, you overcome that hurdle. You feel better about yourself. That cortisol flushes out and you're like, yeah, 
almost a zen-like feeling. I am worthy. I am. I can accomplish this. That's the difference. Giving somebody a piece of your mind, no, you lose your peace of mind in the process. Now, these are all things I wish I would have known, oh my gosh, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Holy smokes. Think about the stress I would have saved myself. But now I do. And that's why I keep going to these conferences to learn these things from these amazing folks. And some of our new listeners, in the past six years, and I share this, not uh, boasting or being proud, but I'm sharing it because, once again, if I can do it, man, anybody can do it. You just got to be willing to do it. The last six years, I've read and listened to, uh, I've got a subscription through Audible. I've got over 300 books in my Audible account. My library has well over two, 300 books. And I haven't read all the books in my library just yet, but that's close to 500 books that I've digested. And I don't, I don't even know, maybe 100 conferences in the last five, six, six years, and then hours of YouTube videos and hours of podcast. Why? You say, well, I don't have time for all that stuff. Well, Zig Ziglar talks about Automobile University. Some of us are in our cars half an hour a day. Some of us are in our cars two, three, four hours a day. If you were to get an Audible subscription or an Audible book or a CD, um, uh, on a book on CD or tape, I don't know if there's any tape players anymore, but anyway, I'm <laughs> dating myself there. And put that in your car and listen to that instead of listening to the garbage on the radio. Now, music's good. Listen to that from time to time. I do as well. But I'm telling you, since I started doing this, it's essentially planting new seeds in my garden, planting new seeds in my mind. Now, I'll tell you, for 40-something years, I was always positive, always optimistic, always upbeat. But I had a lot of limiting beliefs from people uh, in the past telling me, Richie, you're not smart enough. Richie, you'll never be able to do that. Richie, what are you thinking? Richie, why you got to be different than everybody else? All those things caused, they planted seeds as well, weed seeds. And those weeds grew into a gosh darn jungle. And for the longest time, I'd try and plant seeds of positivity. And what happens? Think about your garden. If you don't till out the weeds and you try and plant seeds like strawberry seeds or something luscious and yummy, well, the weeds are going to kill it, right? It's the same thing here. So I had to do some serious garden tilling, if you will, to get the weeds out. Now, some of them still pop up, but that's why I continue to do what I do. And that's why I do my video blogs and podcasts and go to speech or go to conferences and give speeches. I think uh, the past, uh, not only have I gone to two different conferences in the past two weekends, I've given six, seven, eight, eight speeches in the last couple weeks as well. Fantastic. All about bullyproof, believe in yourself, being your very, very best. And in the midst, of course, doing the podcast and the video blogs, but constantly doing those things. Why? Because when I'm saying this stuff, baby, I'm listening as well. And a lot of the stuff I talk about, a lot of stuff I share with you, a lot of my vulnerability is I need to hear it too. And I know the more I hear it, the more it's going to help. The more it helps, the more I'm going to feel inclined to not only help other people, but empower other people, share my personal stories with other people, not be embarrassed or ashamed. And I used to be, I used to think, uh, oh, Master Grogan, you've got to be up here like a king. You, you, you are the master. Now, these were things that were pumped in my head through the organization I was with, and, and it is what it is. You know, martial arts should be all about humility, right, <laughs> and honor, but, uh, um, and, and, and it is, and it is. And the organization had those things, but somehow, somewhere along the line, it got lost. But that's a whole nother story. Wow. Are you confused? Are you lost? Are you thinking, my gosh, what have I been doing all these years? Well, it's just being normal. You don't know what you don't know. That has become my favorite quote of all times, by the way. It's from Socrates. The only thing I know, I know nothing. And that's that humility, keeping that open mind. Okay, so, wow, we've been going at it for a while now, huh? Should I take a breath? Should I grab a drink? All right, I'll do that. Drink of water. Here it comes. All right. So, if I don't get on my notes that I wrote for this show, we're never going to get to them. And new listeners, once again, I know I bounce all over the place. My whole point, I'm giving my heart here, baby, giving you everything I've got. I'm sharing different people that I follow with you. So after you're done with this show, after you've shared this show with a friend, after you've given us a five-star review, after you've liked our Facebook page, Kicking Life with Master Grogan, and subscribed to our Instagram channel, Kicking Life, uh, what is that, underscore thing or under slash Master Grogan, just type in Kicking Life Master Grogan, and you'll, you'll see us and follow us there. But... Um, Check out some of the, the the people that I follow. Great content. Now, you're not going to like them all, and that's okay. But I'm sure you'll like some of them. And if not, you know, uh, keep listening to this show. Don't unsubscribe, please. Subscribe with others and, and listen to this one as well. 
All right, I'm going to talk what, what Henry said here a little bit because I see the uh, I'm looking at the clock there, and we're kind of closing in on the time. For those that don't know, we were picked up by Yo Radio. Yo, baby. I don't think it's this Yo from Rocky, but it's Yo Radio is the name of it. Anyway, and uh, in the uh, near future, we thought we are going to have it set up by November, but apparently there's some logistics they got to work out yet. I don't, I don't understand all that stuff. I just come here and talk. But uh, um, it, it, the show will go live, which will be fantastic. We'll probably do some Facebook Live stuff then as well. So uh, you can see me and you can comment and I can see your comments and maybe reply back to them at the same time. Um, I'm hoping we can do all those exciting things. That would be awesome. I mean, then you can still download the show at any given time, but uh, whatever time we deem or whatever time we choose, and right now we record on uh, uh, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, and I think um, that would be the time I'd really like to have again. I think that's a nice, good time for everybody, and um, like I said, you guys can interact and back and forth. That would be fantastic. So that's some more exciting things to come. All right, back to Henry. Henry, I've been, sorry, buddy. And like I said, folks, I'll post a video of uh, with Henry and I. Uh, I'll try and do that um, within the next couple of days. So just keep an eye out for that. Henry said, self-awareness. And I thought this was uh, really profound because everybody talks about, hey, you, you, you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. So self-awareness is loving yourself. And we all agree with that. Well, what he had said is you got to be careful. You got to be careful with self-awareness. Because loving yourself sometimes with self-awareness can be a bad thing. And I'm like, he said that and he paused, just like you're probably pausing, thinking, what the heck are you talking about? You're talking about all this love and helping others and being kind. Well, his thing on self-awareness and loving yourself, you got to be careful because if you bad talk yourself, you bad talk yourself, then you're actually doing more destruction and harm to yourself. And you may think, well, yeah, it's out of love that I want myself to be better. Let me give you an example. So you're say, you, you say something, maybe I say something uh, on the air here, and I'm like, oh, gosh dang it, Rich, you, you idiot. What, what are you thinking? Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Those thoughts pop in my head a lot, especially when I go back and listen to the show again. But if I say that out loud, I'm, I'm trying to help myself. I'm trying to appear humble. I'm trying to be uh, self-aware. I'm wanting to love myself to make myself better. But all I know is I planted a negative seed. I called myself an idiot. I called myself a dummy. Now, how many of us have done that before without thinking twice about it? Or we say something like, oh, I guess I'm just not very good at telling time. I can't be here. You're planting a seed. You're developing a newer pathway in your mind that says, hey, maybe you are dumb. Maybe you are an idiot. Maybe you can't tell time. Now, I know it's like, whoa, boom, right hook of reality right there. So... That's why I go to these shows, to hear these things. You're like, holy cow, I didn't think about it that way. So he'd also said the common denominator, and, and, and this is common sense and all this stuff is, but he said the common denominator in every single decision we make, you as a person, me as a person, every single decision that we make, the one common denominator is what? Give up? It's you. It's me. Every decision I make, regardless if it's good, if it's bad, regardless of my self-talk is, hey, man, great, you know, I feel good, or man, I'm such an idiot. Every, every, every decision I make, the common denominator is me. What does that mean? That means I am responsible for me. I am responsible for everything I do, everything I say, everything I think. And sometimes our thoughts, it's hard to control those babies. They're out of control. You know, the average person has anywhere from 75 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And if you're hyperactive like I am, <laughs> you've probably got double that amount, 150, 160,000 thoughts bah, running through your head. It's true. How do you control those thoughts? Well, Zig Ziglar talks about stinking input, stinking output. You want some different output? Put some Put, put in some different input. <laughs> so, and like I said, for 40-something years, I didn't have the best input, and a lot of that was self-doubt on my own part by what I listened to from others, what I believed about myself. So I've been slowly but surely changing that. Now, does it happen overnight? Does change happen overnight? Well, yes and no. Total change, no, does not happen overnight. In other words, if, if, if in the last, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years, You've packed on more weight than you like, just hypothetically saying it's 20 pounds. Well, that didn't happen overnight. It happened one night to the next night to the next night to the next day and so forth. 
So if you want to lose that 20 pounds, you can start to change the process, but you're not going to have total transformation in one day. But it's sort of like if you're on the wrong path, well, you may not be able to get to the path you want right away, but you can change your direction, change your course to get to that path. So back to the common denominator thing. You're responsible. You. I know. That's, that's like, wait a minute. I, I, I'm responsible for my life? Well, this guy cheated me. This guy did this to me. This girl said this to me. Well, I had a terrible boss. I had a terrible childhood. I had a terrible upbringing. You don't know the life I've lived. I hear it all the time. And guess what? I used to say that garbage. Am I calling your life garbage? Oh, I'm not trying to be offensive or hurt your feelings. But what I am saying is everybody's got a story. And the old thing is if we all took our miseries and our stories and our hardships and threw them all in a big pile together and I grabbed somebody else's, I'd probably say, you know what? (laughs) I had some rough times, but you can have your problems back. I'll go ahead and take mine back to me. It isn't that bad. It's like the old saying. I thought I had it bad because I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. Wow. How's how's that for putting things in perspective? I know. So anyway, back to uh, Henry, and then I want to touch on Jay Shetty before before we run out of time here. He said, um, uh, lack of self-love and lack of self-confidence and, of course, the increase of, uh, I guess, bad self-awareness, if you will, bad talking yourself, has really become an epidemic. It's become an epidemic. And he went on to say, you can't give away what you don't have. What does that mean? That means if you don't feel good about yourself, and here I am telling you to love everybody and be nice and be kind and, you know, don't live in a cortisol world, but inside you truly don't believe in yourself, you don't feel good about yourself, well, there's no way you can give what you don't have. Yeah, if I don't have a dollar, I can't give you a dollar. If I don't have love in my heart, I can't give love away. So you're probably saying, wait a minute. So it back, it starts with me again? How the heck is that right? Once again, the common denominator in every decision, every decision you make is who? It's you. And that just reminded me, once again, my mind whoop, floating off a little bit <laughs> at the bullying talks. I got a Dr. Seuss riddle for you, folks. This will be a little change up for you. But I say these at, uh, I have, oh my gosh, I don't know, probably the last, 10, 12 speeches uh, I've presented to the kids. And, and, and I'm, I'm a little sad to say that only a handful of kids have ever heard this before. I was like, wow. So I guess part of me is like, <laughs> I taught them something they didn't know. Yeah, baby. Well, I'm always, I mean, of course, you always feel good about sharing something that somebody didn't know. But some things like this, you're like, gosh darn, man. What's happening here? So anyway, did I, did I pump it up enough? Dr. Seuss Riddle, it goes like this. And it reminded me when I said you are responsible for you. It's all about believing in yourself and who you're born to be. And it goes like this. Today you are you. That's truer. (laughs) And I messed it up. Today you are you. That's truer than true. No one alive will ever be youer than you. Boom. There it is. So I'll say it again in case those who missed it. You don't have to rewind it. I'm going to say it for you. Today you are you. That's truer than true. No one alive will ever be youer than you. So what the heck does that mean? Hmm. Give up. Means be you, man. Come on. Be you, baby. The one and only you. Be the best you can be. The best you. All right. So I am going to move on to, before I do run out of time here, the, a couple things from Jay Shetty. Now, I already touched on a couple of them. And one was if you give, if you give someone a piece of your mind, you're actually giving away your peace of mind, right? So... As tempting as it is, and I would love to say I'm great at it, but the more I keep talking about it, the better I'm getting about it. And I'm worried, you know, and this is especially true for social media, because when someone's rude, and I, boy, oh boy, um, (laughs) as much as I put my heart out there, I guess by doing that, you know, it's something my dad always said, Richie, you're open up, if you're vulnerable out there, if you trust too many people, they're going to take advantage of you every single time. You can't do it. And that was my dad's way of living. And poor dad, I love him. I, I truly do more than, I love him more now than I ever have because I'm a little more mature now and I understand the hardships he went through and he simply did the very best he could with what he had. So those out there that maybe had a poor childhood, maybe your dad was mean and you didn't understand him, try and reflect back now and think, you know, from his point of view. My dad only had an eighth grade education, 
He had no childhood whatsoever. He was passed around from person to person and just really had no love. And then we finally had some stability in his life. Met my mom. He gets shipped off to Vietnam and goes through the horrors of Vietnam, which, you know, he still he still suffers from today. So, Dad, I know you listen occasionally. I love you, Dad. And I know uh, uh, I need to call you more often. Folks, listen and call your dad. Call your mom. Tell him you love him. So I'll, I'll get off the phone or get off the air here and call Dad and tell him I love him. <laughs> He'll probably say, Richie, what's wrong with you? Because <laughs> that's just his nature. But anyway, getting back to the um, – peace of mind thing on social media somebody says excuse me somebody says something mean or rude yeah you want to fire right back there you want to get give them your peace of your mind well think about that the amount of time you're going to spend going back and forth arguing with some faceless i'm gonna say it faceless fool because there's a lot of them out there there's a lot of trollers a lot of people out there that have nothing better to do and i know i've been engaged in too many combats with them and i look back now and think what an idiot oh I just did negative self-talk. <laughs> uh, see, I'm catching myself. But I thought that because all the time I wasted engaging with them was time I took away from my family, was time when my body was in a stressed, cortisol-ridden state. So I wasn't at peace. I wasn't feeling good. And what was I trying to do? Give them a piece of my mind because they're totally wrong and I'm totally right. Why? Because it's me. I'm right. We've all felt that way. Don't do it. Don't do it. Easy for me to say, yes. Easy for me to do, well, no, not really. But the more you work at it, the better you get. So anyway, that brings right up to the next point. This is something Jay Shetty said as well. Think about this. Now, this this is man, this guy, I'm telling you, follow him, uh, folks. I, I, I'll talk about him a lot on blogs and podcasts and things. But he'd said, the person who broke you, the person who broke you, so someone who said something negative, mean to you, either on social media, online, or maybe in a relationship, or maybe it was your kids, or maybe it was your parents, the person that broke you cannot fix you. Most of the time, because they, they don't want to, or they don't realize they broke you, or they just don't care. So the person that broke you cannot fix you, and here's the big one, and you can't fix it. You can't fix the broken pieces of you by breaking someone else. Think about that. Now, how profound is that? The person that broke you cannot fix you, especially if you're waiting for an apology that's probably never going to come. I know I have been, well, I'm, I'm waiting until that person apologizes. I ain't forgiving them. Well, that's fine. They probably don't care. Who are you hurting the whole time? You're hurting yourself. So this is something Jay Shetty brought up was there's different types of forgiveness like a transformational forgiveness. I'm no longer going to wait for that forgiveness. I know it's not going to come. So I'm going to forgive them so I can forgive myself for holding on to that anger so I can find my peace. Once again, easier said than done. Yes. And by the way, that's one of the comments I absolutely hate when people say, oh, yeah, easy for you to say, man. Easier said than done. Yeah, what in life isn't easier said than done? Can you name something? Boom, getting a little aggressive there. <laughs> yes, I am. But think about that whole thing. The person that broke you cannot fix you, and you can't fix it, that problem you have, by breaking someone else. Now, to me, that is bullying 101, baby. And I know a little bit about bullying. I, you know, I, Everybody's an expert in everything. <laughs> I get that. But this is something I've done extensive research on, extensive study on, and probably given more speeches than anybody I know I'm guessing, my goodness, close to 400 in the last four or five years there on bullying alone. And then there's always stuff I can learn. I'm still willing to learn more and wanting to learn more because I, as I know, I know nothing. I know I don't know a whole lot of uh, all everything about it, but I do know a lot. And that's bullying 101. Bullying 101 is when, you know, that, that whole thing there. Someone broke me. I'm hurt. So what do I do? I go and break somebody else who's weaker than I am so I feel better about myself. And that always works, doesn't it? Yeah, you break somebody else down, man, you feel great. Well, it's back to the peace of mind thing. I gave them a piece of my mind, whether they deserved it or not. And yeah, I'll get that temporary adrenaline rush. Well, I'll feel good about it. But if you're a good person, then your heart starts to ache. And you think, man, why did I do that? I lost my temper. I lost my cool. And I hurt somebody. I don't like being hurt. Why, why am I trying to hurt somebody else? What it takes is being strong enough. Or us men being man enough to admit it. That doesn't feel good. So don't do it. Easier said than done? You know the answer. You know the answer. All right, folks. 
Well, man, I threw all kinds of stuff at you, and I've got, my God, 10 more pages of notes here. (laughs) But we're not going to get to them today, so that means you just got to listen in again. Or uh, a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff is repeated. You can listen to previous podcasts and catch up on that. As a reminder, if you have not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Please share share this with a friend, and that way we can all collectively work together to build our tribe to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And why is that important? Because happy and healthy people aren't being rude, aren't being mean, aren't being destructive, aren't shooting up schools, aren't leaving bomb threats. They're not posting horrible garbage on social media. No, happy, healthy people don't do that stuff. And we have enough happy, healthy people, we're going to have a safer society. That's why it's important. So give us a five-star review. Share it with somebody. Leave your comments and feedback. I love reading it. I truly do. It means the world to me. Also, if you haven't liked the Kicking Life with Master Grogan Facebook page, like that baby. And then, of course, Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Instagram. Follow us there. Um, once again, like I said, I'm learning this Instagram thing. So more and more content's being uh, uh, shot out every single day. And I've also learned how to do videos on Instagram. You can do, um, initially they were like one minute, but if you go to your story page, apparently you can do longer than that. So I'm still learning and working on that. But uh, the numbers keep continuing to rise on that. And I'm very grateful for that as well. All right, folks. Well, like I said, this is number 90. What is this? This is 99. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my mind here. 99th episode. So for one, the 100th episode, we're going to have a compilation of all the greatest hits of the previous 99. So that's going to be exciting. Look forward to that one coming at you next week. All right. Well, as I end everyone, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for taking time out of your day. I am truly blessed. I'm truly grateful. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Much, plenty of love coming here from Master Grogan. I love you. I love your family. Have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinglifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.